Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. This is the PGA Championship Round 1 Recap. Breaking it all down the first round of our first major of the year. And joining me to do so, let's bring him in, Kyle Porter. KP, how are you enjoying this primetime golf late recording session? Yeah, it's uh, I'm like 13 hours deep, so I'm, I'm giving like... Uh, fashion takes uh on twitter right now so i need to we need to shut it down soon but i've got some i've got some good takes on round one you've got you've got a few more hot takes left uh greg ducharme also joining us greg actually even an hour later for you right you're our you're our east coast guy yeah this is a this is a late one which i love i love when they're prime time because i i can get all the action i can work my day job i can come back and i get to watch a whole afternoon it's it's great so uh this was this was a fun one and i can't wait for the rest of the week we are on youtube so make sure to check us out on youtube make sure to subscribe hit that notification bell because we do these round by round recaps. You're going to want to get them as soon as possible. Check us out on Apple podcasts and Spotify as well. Gentlemen, we'll start at the top of the leaderboard, just as we all saw it coming Jason day. And Oh my God, Brendan Todd again at the top of the leaderboard. Let's go one by one. Uh, Jason day finished his round earlier. So we'll start there. KP. Um, This has kind of been brewing. I guess it feels like, right, Jason Day in the midst of a really good run of golf right now. We know he's dominated PGA championships. So on a scale of like zero to 10, how surprised should we be here? Uh, like a two. I mean, yeah. he's been playing really well. And, and it, you know, we've talked about this. Like when he was the best player in the world, he was also the best putter in the world. And he's not right now. Uh, he was the best putter in the world for like two or three years, right? And he's not right now, but that actually – to me, engenders more. Co- he's he's hitting the ball well. If you get on Data Golf and look at his, what do they do? Like a fifty event or fifty round, like rolling average. Yep. His his numbers on approach shots and off the tee are like the trajectory is up like this, and it and it hasn't been over the last few years. So, three straight top tens coming in. Uh, he was, I think, my my best bet for to, to finish in the top ten this week. That's right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't know. You, I think you mentioned this on HQ. Do you worry about having like a, a Chambers, a Chambers Bay moment where, where like his body breaks down and, and we're just like, wait a second, what, what's going on here? I mean, is yeah. that, is that something that's in play? Uh, I don't think it's an, in, in any more play this week than it is any week. Yeah, that's true. I, I, right. I mean, he yeah. literally looks fragile every single time he picks up a tee or picks his ball out of the cup. So I don't think it's different this week with, with him and, and, and tiger, you, you watch him and the, and they're like, they're kind of like, like gingerly walking around. And then, and then, then you look up and they're taking just hacks through this rough. <laughs> and you're like, this, 
I don't get this. How does this add up? It's, it's, I don't know. It's crazy, but I, I think Dale will be there throughout. I mean, he's, it's not like a, Oh, um, it's not a Martin Keimer situation where the guy hasn't been playing well. He pops up cause he, his putting stats are good. Jason day has been playing really good golf. And I think, I think he'll stay in it throughout. It was a bogey free round, Greg. Uh, he hit the irons well, as Kyle is alluding to, uh, especially the long irons. I mean, there's a couple of par fours out there at Harding Park that are like, you know, getting close to 500 yards. Uh, the ninth hole, which was playing the most difficult of the day, I think he hit it to like five feet there, rolls the putt in. I mean, it was a pretty impressive day by Jason Day all in all. And health aside, look, we like to, to Kyle's point, we're always worried about Jason Day and his health. And, and as you have said, Rick, and I couldn't agree more, this is something that uh, it's a major concern for him every time he hits a shot, every time he moves, we're worried about him. So it's hard for me to have a ton of confidence going forward, which is it, it's hard for me to say because he's, he's kind of in this limbo land where it doesn't really matter what his stats say. It doesn't really matter what he's doing or how he's playing or what his recent form is because I'm just waiting for that moment. And I do think this week, the chance of that happening, and it, probably not a vertigo Chambers Bay type moment, but more like throwing the back out, the back locking up. I do think it's higher this week because it the, um, the because it's a little bit colder, and cold weather tends to lend to you know those injuries kind of they tend to flare back up, they tend to pop up in cold weather more so than in warm weather. So that is a, a worry for me. But uh, to the other thing Kyle was saying about how he was the best putter in the world. In 2015, 2016, he was also a great iron player. Yeah. And that's the thing. Even, even in 2018, he was second in strokes game putting. But the game kind of fell off aside from two wins early in the season because of, of his iron play. 142nd in 2018, 127th in 2019, 117th this year but the past couple of weeks have been better. So to see Jason Day finish fourth today in, in strokes gain approach the green, it's a good sign. I mean, he's definitely got something going on with that golf swing. I think it's kind of weird that Day, you, you don't think about him not being, I, I don't know. I just think about him throughout his career. He hasn't really been, there's been a couple of years when he's been great from tee to green, but I think of him as a better tee to green player than I think the stats actually show like like consistently throughout the course of his career I'm curious about uh both of you guys do you have more confidence in staying power for him or Brendan Todd because it's different right like the day thing is like okay is he gonna like can he pick the ball out of the hole and the Todd thing is like well we've sort of seen this movie before and twice in the last you know month and a half I I personally um I think Day has more staying power. That whole ginger thing that he does where he looks like he is going to break in half when he bends down, that is apparently protective, and he's doing that on purpose. Like, I think it looks worse than it actually is. Now, the fact that he has to do that worries me, Greg, so I'm interested in your take on this, the fact that he actually feels like he has to protect it. But I I, I think it looks worse than it is. Brendan Todd, it, I mean – I, I we could just run what we said like last Thursday or Friday. Yeah. He's making a ton of putts. Uh, we'll see if he can do it for the rest of the week. So the, here's the thing with Jason Day. We're not making this up. This isn't a pit. This comes from what Jason Day says. And Jason Day has told us, uh, uh, basically, I'm a ticking time bomb, right? If I bend down to pick up a tee at any moment, this could be, it, I could throw my back out. And it's been his frustration. He's laying in his back, laying in his bed at 32, wondering, well, if I retire now, is that too early? Can I make it to 40? Can I make it to 35? Like, 
he's had those moments, which um, I know Tiger Woods has had those moments as well. It's something that none of us know or will ever know what that moment feels like, where you wonder if your career is over because your body just can't do it. So uh, um, now that being said, if he is healthy and, and what he's doing is solely protective and it, it's really feeling great, I mean, the evidence would show that he's healthy. And the only thing that gives me concern is what he has said about how it's a ticking time bomb. But, it, you know, if, if he really is healthy, then Jason Day, without question, has more staying power. He's been there before. He's won a, a PGA championship. He's been the number one player in the world. He is uh, a, a proven commodity for sure. And Brendan Todd has a lot of proving to do, not only clearly to us, but also to himself, more importantly to himself. And uh, there's not a lot of evidence that would say he's ready to do that this week. Brendan Todd has not played at the PGA championship since 2015, excuse me, where he missed the cut after going five over, but KP it's 2020 and it's the year of the Todd father. I mean, is this guy serious? Is he serious? It's every week, you know, I'm just looking at his major finishes. So he didn't, he played one major in 16, 17, 18, 19. And that was the U S open last year at Pebble. And he missed the cut. He's only had one uh, top 15. That was at the 15 Open. Who won the 15 Open? Uh, was that uh, – that wasn't Phil. Phil was 16. Who was 15? Who was the year before? No, Phil was 13. Well, Zach, the, the, Zach the, the, Johnson. Uh, the Phil Zach, Stinson. Zach was, Johnson. Zach yeah, Johnson in the that's playoff. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I just – I think it would be a cooler story if he hadn't lost the Travelers, if he hadn't – uh just played terribly at the at the St. Jude because you look at it and you're like I I sort of know what's gonna happen. Like I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I it's hard to get really excited about it. It, it. It's great. Like I think I think that and I said this at the end of last week, the cool part about Brendan Todd is the level that he's played at all year. It's not it's not necessarily the wins. It's the fact that he's playing like a top 30 guy in the world a year after being the uh, not even a top 500 guy and so i think that's the cool part is playing at that consistently high level but it i I just i don't believe it's going to translate into a a win at a major not with this leaderboard right not with this leaderboard and and greg i mean it's it's literally it's like the same story every thursday brendan todd gains three and a half strokes putting and we talk about him it's 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 remarkable at this point It's, it's one of my favorite stories quite honestly of the year yeah, it is. And he's great. And to Kyle's point, I mean, there's a guy who has come from the full swing yips. So the comeback story, I mean, comeback player of the year, whatever that award has changed to is a lock for Brendan Todd this year. That's no doubt. And it's no doubt one of the stories of the year. But at the same time, you're 100% right. The staying power with him is highly in question. And it's probably it's it's very likely um, gonna ha- he's gonna have to prove us wrong in order for us to pick him, right? In order for us to come to this, come to the Brendan Todd side and say now he's finally ready. Uh, I think he's gonna. We're we're not gonna say that until he does it. And it it's so interesting because he's won twice this year. Like he's already done it twice. But the recent, I mean, it's basically two seventy fives, and that's really why it's not like he got beat and he shot sixty eight and he got beat by somebody who shot 62 this isn't gary woodland in the final round of the century tournament of champions last year who shoots five under and xander catches him somehow it it, like 
this this is a guy who goes out on golf courses where people are making birdies and shoot 75. And so it, there's a clear moment for him where it switches and how well he's playing doesn't matter anymore. This is the thing too with, with statistics that, that we look at. I, I know this, this is something that Mark talks about all the time, but it, it ultimately, once you're in contention, it comes down to moments. And with Brendan Todd, I'm, I'm not sure that he's ready to stand up in a moment and, and overcome it, even though statistics would say, yeah, he's playing great. He's putting great. He continues to put himself in position. At what point is he going to overcome the moment? And is a PGA championship really the place, the, the time and place where he's going to do it? I, I say highly unlikely. Yeah, I say highly unlikely too. I mean, look at the way, I mean, it, this is, so it, it's equal parts. It's both incredible, like what he's doing and also worrisome for the rest of the week. Look at how he played the ninth hole. So the ninth hole is 518 yard par four, second hardest hole in the course. It's playing like, a, I don't know, uh, a third of a stroke over par, maybe half a stroke over par. He hits his tee shot 286. So he's got 232 in and you're like, wow, that's, that's a lot. Like you know so he hits his second shot 213 he's got a putt of 66 feet and then he leaves himself with a par putt of 10 feet nails it gets in the house at 65 and you're like that's incredible but it's also not sustainable like are, is yeah. that how you're gonna play the ninth hole every day this week it's just I, I i don't i think especially in a week like this where we're seeing we're going to see great drivers of the ball like float to the top of the leaderboard. It's just, it's, it's not going to be Brendan Todd. How much we're texting about this. How much would he have to be up by on Saturday night for you to, for you to uh, put some, put some shekels on him, put some checks on him. I I said jokingly 15, but like, I'm not sure I'd be all that comfortable with five. No, 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 not, not five. I've seen him, I've seen him waste five on the 12 hole alone at at, uh, river highlands. 10. Five is almost like the uncomfortable. You start getting into that kind of uh, four to eight range where he he should do it. Like it's enough where he should do it, but you know that there's, always that chance that it does it's ugly if it doesn't happen it's ugly if you lose a three-shot lead you can play well and lose a three-shot lead and it's not like it's it's not hard necessarily hard to watch you start getting up into that six six shot lead range and it starts to get really worrisome and really hard to watch but to put shekels on him there there's not a point where you can because the odds get so they if it's if it's a 10-shot lead the odds are nothing right how how are you gonna (laughs) That's right. It, if he was up ten on like Brooks on Saturday night, no, I Brooks I would not him. feel I would not feel good about Brendan Todd winning, especially if they're in the final group together. Because he, uh, because he's he, I mean he shot what did he shoot at Trowers seventy seventy four seventy six, I think seventy five. Uh, yeah, it was seventy five because that's so a part seventy right. And yeah. then he I shot seventy six at Memorial and seventy five again last week. Yeah, so seventy five last week. JT shoots sixty five. That's a that's a ten shot swing. Happens quickly. Yes, very things things are moving very quickly for Brendan Todd. Yeah, <laughs> it is it is major season, uh, which means Brooks has come to party. He's out, baby. Sun's out, guns out. The sun's not yeah. even out. He is out here rolling. He is trolling. He is doing it all. Um, 
Greg, we'll start with you on this. I I watched Brooks Kepka shoot a ho hum sixty six. I watched him take a jab at golf not being scientific with Bryson DeChambeau, and I fell in love with Brooks Kepka again today. It's un- <laughs> like this is he's the best guy ever. This must have been like the hardest year for Brooks ever. Because what, like, what does he have to play? There's nothing to play for until August. <laughs> he has to wait until so August. Brooks has just oh. got to be bored out of his mind. I, I mean, I, look, we take that with a grain of salt, but he he just kind of proves that point every year, where there's nothing. If there's not a major going on, Brooks, look, it frustrates me because I know he cares. I've seen him work at the game uh, personally. He's down at Medalist all the time. Uh, and when I worked there, he would be all there all the time. He's one of the hardest workers there. But there's this notion that comes from his success in majors that it, it, he doesn't it, – it's like a knock on everything else. Everything else is bad because of how good he is in major. It's so impressive. He just – he sniffs it out. I don't know how you do it because he went and saw all of his coaches, right? He goes and sees Pete Cowan. Pete Cowan looks at his swing. He's got Claude Harmon out there. He switches putting coaches. It's like, okay, it, he's cramming for a test. It's like me when I was in college. I didn't really do a lot of studying until, okay, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to fail this class. It's time to kick it into gear, and now I'm going to go and, and study, and, and I'll make some grades. Brooks does this. It's like he's cramming for a test, and it works. And I just, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm in awe, and I like. I'll let you guys uh, go on about the Brooks, but I just, I loved that smile he gave afterwards. I was sick. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I don't know uh, what time we were on HQ, like the first time KP or whatever, but there was a moment. So he like threw his first three holes and one of them you're supposed to take advantage of. He was one over through three. Yeah. And I was like, oh crap. Like, here we go. This is, this is it. And then he just, he can do this. He birdies four of his next six. He, he just puts it into another gear and he has a gear that a lot of guys just can't, can't get to. Yeah. I, I don't know whether to be annoyed or in awe. I mean, don't pull the tapes, but you and I basically did. Yeah. I mean, we, we declared him dead, like legally yep. dead like a month ago. Yep. And then he's, I, I, I sort of like shame on us for, I mean, shame on me. You guys pick Kepka to win or one of you who, who picked Kepka. Did we you both, did. both of us? <laughs> so shame on me because I, I should, I said this before we went on HQ, just, Write me down for Kepka for the next twenty five majors. Like I don't, I'm not. I did pick him in our one and done because he's the only guy I had left. I don't. I don't understand it. Like I. I don't understand how you can go from, like, can't even make the the workday charity open cut. Yeah. To just mowing down people at a major championship course. It, like, why do you even play any of the other events? Like just just play six times a year, right? Well, like, I, I will say on that, Kyle. I I believe that he was really struggling with his game. I don't think it's I don't care. I don't think I I really don't think that's the case. I mean, I've heard stories about this this guy when he was a kid. Uh, one of our and uh, one of the coaches at our academy knew his coach growing up, and Brooks was a guy who would his parents would come to pick him up at the course, and he would throw complete temper tantrums, saying, "No, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving." And he was a he was a real hothead, and he's learned to kind of channel that. But the point is, he's always been fiery, and he's always cared a lot. So I think he uses PGA Tour events as just as spring training, and it's just practice rounds for him, and he has somehow figured out how to peak for these 
for tournaments. I think it's crazy. He didn't even drive it that well on Thursday. And the control that he has over his second shots right now yes. is it's insane. And, and it just so this won't this won't show up in the strokes gain numbers kp but like even when he was like 20 or 25 feet in he was pin high every single time he yeah. has he had dis his distance control was immaculate on Thursday. yeah it was really good to the point where if he 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 hit like one or two bad shots and it was like it was jarring like whenever he it, it is jarring whenever he hits a bad shot his last eight rounds i looked this up his last eight rounds at pga championships he's uh after those rounds he's third First, 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 and then third again today. <laughs> that's cr that's crazy. That was not a broken record. It's actually that many first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did not just loop the tape. So um, I don't know. I I shame on me and the 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 troll. Like he's an unbelievable character, and yes. you can tell he loves playing the role and mm -hmm. just jabbing at Bryson, and it frustrates. Bryson way more when he does it than when <laughs> than when Bryson does it like Kepka doesn't even care when he, he's like who uh -oh. like what what like it's uh -oh. like a it's like an ant attacking a human <laughs> Bryson Bryson's the little brother and Brooks just like swats swats him away all yeah. the time um, I mean if we like look I don't we do this thing where it's like, oh, we don't deserve this leaderboard. We 2020 has sucked so much. We actually, we actually do deserve Brooks and Bryson on the weekend, and to get them in a final pairing at a major on Saturday or Sunday would would be. I mean, I what kind of odds do you think you can get on that? On those two in the final group? Yeah. Well, pr pr not so bad after today. Yeah, Bry Bryson. Bryson played well because. I mean, he said this after his round, but the wind picked up late and he was yeah. just like fighting it coming home. So it'll be interesting. I think it was a stroke harder in the afternoon. I'm interested to see what Friday is because it feels like more early late is the is the easier wave. It, it was a, a, a stroke harder. Bryson goes out. He shoots two under. He got to four under at one point. He doesn't have a top 10 in a major. Now that we've covered that, we can talk about him breaking his driver. This is all anybody wants to talk about. So let's talk about this. He snaps his driver, okay, but not during the swing, bending down to pick it up, whatever. He gets to replace it. What about boys when he is now actively engaging a cameraman walking down the fairway saying, wow, that was weird. It must be all them shots I hit. And the cameraman, I've never seen this before in my entire life. The cameraman is talking back to him. Has anyone ever heard a cameraman respond <laughs> in a live sporting event? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. The whole thing was crazy. So... <laughs> I have this, uh, we have this group chat and, uh, this is a different group chat. And one of the guys in it who is a, uh, a broadcaster on a major network said, uh, he was talking about Bryson and he was like, this is like the best, um, like he's like, it's like he's one content provider and everyone else is another content <laughs> provider. Because if you, I mean, if you would have said before the round, uh, who's going to snap their driver on the seventh hole and there was going to be this whole ordeal about getting – everybody would have said Bryson. Like, yep. he would have been the only answer that anybody gave. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, he was a little bit of, like, he was who we thought he – like, they were who, who we thought they were. Like, he yeah. just he, – he drove it great and he didn't do anything else all that well and, and he still posted a score. And so it's like 
And if he gets hot with a putter, which he's been putting well, if he starts hitting some good wedge shots, he's he's really going to be in it, I think, uh, throughout the weekend. It was actually overshadowed by him trying to protect the brand with how good, Greg, he actually was. I mean, two, he got to four under, and and a little bit unlucky. He got to a, a part of the course that was a little bit more exposed. The wind kicked up. He makes a couple of bogeys coming in, but Bryson is in this thing. Yeah, I tell you, he, he looks really good. And uh, the things that I thought may kind of uh, hinder him, I guess I would say they're still in play, but one of the major things is definitely limited. See, this is uh, – I was, I was talking to Jacob about this before you guys got on, but it's really hard when you're not on the property to get a real feel for how it's going to play. So the, the reports are that the rough is really thick, but you don't get an accurate assessment of what that means until Thursday until you see it. And what we saw today out of the rough was there are opportunities for bad lies, but there are also a lot of opportunities where you can still advance the ball all the way to the green. And with the greens being as receptive as they were today, it wasn't necessarily that big of a deal. So you, you couldn't, you can miss fairways as it stands right now. And that is a huge advantage for Bryson. So, you know, to me, I I look at Bryson and I think the, the putting has become kind of a strength. And I think that it is a story to watch. And there's going to be a moment in this tournament where Bryson faces a putt that is kind of a, a must-make, a kind of a stay in the tournament or your chances are kind of done. And I, I can't wait to see what Bryson does because there aren't a lot of putts I can think of for Bryson, even in his career, where this is a critical moment, a high-pressure putting moment. There's, there hasn't been a lot of those. Like there has been for a Sergio Garcia, an Adam Scott, a Tiger Woods, a Jordan Spieth. I, I can't wait to see how Bryson handles that. So I think he's definitely going to be a factor heading into the weekend. Yeah, the, the one I can think of there is when he won Memorial uh, a couple of years ago. He had a he had a decent, like a sort of longish putt. Although I don't know if he won by one or two. Uh, when he yeah, beat... I, I think he won. I I can look. I think he won by two. Okay, so maybe it wasn't as pressure as I'm remembering. Um, I got a couple more things on this club break thing because <laughs> it's just it's it's unbelievable. So last year he said. We are now starting to understand how shafts truly work. Talking about the shafts in his in his driver and his irons, and uh, apparently we're not because it did it did not work for him on Thursday. And then after his round, did you guys see his post round interview? I saw his uh, three minute ad. Oh for- my gosh! <laughs> like he gets on there, and re- Tom Rinaldi was Tom Rinaldi is great with it. He's he's kind of teeing him up on on different things that happen. And he's going into like how materials break down and how that was at fault for these amazing shafts that are in his driver. And I'm like, it, do, like, can I order one for like ninety nine ninety nine right now? Is there a number? You, use that code I can, promo code Bryson. Yeah, that I can text in. Is this uh-huh. like what are we doing here? Yeah. It was unbelievable. And he just kept going. He he went in for like ninety seconds on his driver shaft and how it's like sustained all this power and all this speed for so long and and it finally broke of all times today it's like what is this golf the way, is the best uh, he won the memorial in a playoff so you, uh, you were definitely right on that one go. but uh, on the shaft thing uh and, and i'm only saying this for one reason you guys know what it is i think when he replaced the shaft he gained a little bit of distance uh, yeah <laughs> yeah he definitely did yeah um Tiger Woods. Let's talk about Tiger. 
did exactly, Greg, what he needed to do on a Thursday morning, go out, shoot two under par, get the long layoff until Friday, be ready to rock and roll. This, is, this could not have gone any better for Tiger on Thursday. It's fascinating because he's – and if you heard Tiger's post-round um, interview, he was talking about how he didn't expect that many people to shoot four under. And I've always thought Tiger is in, uh, one of the best judges of kind of wh- how a tournament is going to play and yeah. what scores are going to be. He always He's always on point with where I need to be through each round. And he very much like Jack Nicholas and Kyle, you've made this point about how Jordan Spieth peaks at the right time. Tiger's always building towards something, typically towards Saturday. And so I'm kind of curious because in one sense, he's only three back of the lead and he's sitting right there in position. And you're thinking he did exactly what he had to do. And Tiger hit his target today, but he wasn't expecting to be tied 20th at, at two under par. So I'm interested to see how a, a packed leaderboard like this, what Tiger does tomorrow to emerge. Um, but yeah, he, he, he held on strong. I mean, there, there wasn't really a lot of um, greatness coming out of the round. I guess the new putter, maybe a highlight of the round he had some quality iron shots, but it wasn't like he dominated in any one area. And I, to me, that kind of bodes well heading into uh, Friday and the rest of the weekend. So I, I can't wait to see him tomorrow afternoon. I thought you said this about Kepka earlier. I thought, his, I thought Tiger's distance control was really good. And the, the part about his round that I thought was impressive, he, so he goes two, I think he birdied two of his first four. And then he goes seven holes where he only hit one fairway for like seven or eight holes. And he only played those in two over. And it felt like he should have played them in like three or four over. He was, I mean, he made the 20 footer on 18. He's kind of holding things together. And I feel like that's a stretch where it, the problem, like the actual problem with Tiger the rest of the week is he's going to have to drive it really well. And I just, I don't know if that's like in the cards right now. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if he's capable of driving it accurately enough to win this tournament. So he holds it together on Thursday and you're like, well, that's meaningful if he can figure out how to hit fair. I mean, and he did it early on, but he did, he he, he, he struggles to do it for a sustained period of time. If he can figure out how to hit fairways later on, then we'll look back on, on the seven or eight holes on Thursday and be like, wow, that was, that was crazy that he was able to hold it together and, and get it to Friday when it could have gone pretty sideways. Yeah, I thought it was a very hard-working two under par. I thought he worked very hard for it. He had a couple of shots that weren't very – I mean, he started his day with two really poor shots, ends up getting away with, with a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a great flop and, and makes birdie on the first and – I was shocked to see that was Houdini like there. Um, all right, gentlemen, we've got a couple of more golfers to talk about. We've got some plays and fades for Friday, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. And we're back. There is golf on television this weekend. CBS is your home for the PGA Championship. We have plenty of ways for you to watch, including streaming on OTT devices through CBS All Access. You can also watch for free on CBSSports.com or the CBS Sports mobile app. Coverage begins at 4 
Eastern time on Saturday, a little primetime action, and 3 Eastern on Sunday, so you don't want to miss it. Boys, there is a group of golfers in the chase pack. Uh, Greg, I assume you've got your eye on Xander Shoffley, who is uh, – he went out there. I think he only had one bogey on the day. He's looking uh, as solid as we kind of all expected him to be. You're talking about three over par holes in the last 90 holes, right? Yeah. I mean, this guy is in really, really, really good form. And he's kind of been, you know, the Charles Schwab Challenge was an event, the first event since the restart. I really feel like Xander let it get away. Uh, and I, I think Xander looks in the mirror and says, I, I gave that tournament away. And it affected him the next week. Um, but But since then... I'm seeing a, a determined player. I'm seeing a guy who's really on the brink of something special. And he is, as you like to say, Rick, he's a big game hunter. Mm-hmm. And when, when Xander starts, I mean, man, the, the game is setting up perfectly. He's trending in the right direction. You talk about tied 20th at the Travelers, which is kind of an okay finish. Tied 14th at Workday. Tied 13th at Memorial. Tied 6th at the FedEx uh, St. Jude Invitational. There's there's nobody who's kind of ascending this way on, on a such a kind of a perfect trajectory. And uh, the, the way that he's controlling his golf ball right now is phenomenal. He's driving the ball well. He's making putts. And, and again, there's, there's not a lot in his game right now when you look at his stat breakdown that says, okay, this guy's just doing he, – he's only in the lead because of one thing. I mean, he, yeah, did, he had a good putting day, right? He's 15th in strokes game putting, but he's 18th around the green. He's 62nd approach to the green, 20th off the tee. He's fairly level all the way around, and I think that bodes really well for him heading forward. Like JT. Yeah. It's kind of, of JT light a little bit. Oh, what did Rick left? Yeah, we lost our we, we lost our fearless Rick's leader. gone. We've lost the no. we, we, Zach Johnson. We've lost Rick. We've lost the course. Uh, <laughs> so if we if we want to talk about other guys in the top ten, so or, or kind of guys chasing. I, I mean, my big question is whether Mike Lorenzo Vera and Brendan Steele can hold off Brooks Kepka on the weekend. <laughs> Not really. Uh, the guys that I look at, uh, Scotty Scheffler was my sleeper. Uh, he's a great driver of the ball. He putted a little out of his mind on Thursday, which is not – he's not going to putt like that the rest of the week. But I, I just think that this is a course that he he can really, like, make some noise at. I, I don't – it's so hard to get your first win at a major. I mean, that that would be pretty crazy, I think. Um, I think, yeah, Xander's up there. I just – I just feel like everything goes through Brooks, right? Like he's one back, he's teeth, he's just in such a premium position. Um, and he knows it and everybody else knows it too. I know. I know. I just like who, you look at the rest of the board and you're like, do I trust Finau? No. Do I trust uh, Justin Rose? Not really. He drove it terribly on Thursday and still put together a, a I mean, it was kind of a crazy four under round. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just it, it's like it feels a little Vince Carter dot giffish, right? Like with with uh, with Brooksy. Uh, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Uh, it, it does kind of feel that way, and it feels like there's uh, who Lowry was playing with him, and and Lowry was like, "Oh yeah, he looks good." Like, yeah, you guys are in trouble. Like is, <laughs> when 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 some when somebody who's in your group who's a major champion who un, like. Shane the Lowry, most recent major champion. Yeah, Shane Lowry understands like what winning a major looks like. I mean, he saw it up close with DJ and at 16 in Oakmont. Uh, 
he's you know he's won a major then he sees it with brooks and you're like yeah, this is this is problematic like this is not good <laughs> yeah and, yeah. and uh, he played good lowry played good what did he shoot two under he's oh, been I playing pretty, i think he Shane played pretty well at, two uh, under. yeah he played well at southland last week as well for yeah. a while He's, he's, he's rounding. Uh, you mentioned Scotty Scheffler putting out of his mind. He gained three strokes putting. He's usually a negative putter. Danny Lee similarly gained three stro- uh, strokes putting today. He's usually a below average putter. Those are guys that we expect regression to come back for. Go ahead, KP. How about Adam Scott? Just, you know, no golf in six months. Drops in off the off – the, he's probably surfing just for the last, you know, six weeks. Drops a 68, probably carrying like three putters in the bag, whatever. At least. Just, yeah. He's just Something. so cool. He's, he, he's <laughs> the coolest guy on tour. And then he, okay, so I made this point in our, in our CBS Slack chat, and I said, Adam Scott is kind of the original Rory of like just this elite swing. He'll say whatever. Like he does, he, he's, he's lighting up Bryson after the round. He says, yeah, I expected him to be longer off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's been hearing about it for six months. He thought he'd be longer than that. That's true. Wait, and, and, and Adam Scott, so Andy Johnson of the Fried Egg has made this point. He's like, Adam Scott is one of the guys that's hurt the most by this modern kind of driver, like how big it is, because he flush, he freaking flushes everything. And then yeah. you get Bryson, who's like just swinging literally as hard as he can because he's not worried about any misses. Like he, he can control his misses in a way that uh, hurts somebody like Adam Scott. So anyway, 68 from him. I thought that was cool. All right, we got to get out of here, but we we would be remiss if we did not give Kyle Porter twenty seconds uh, to to go walk us through another Jordan Spieth all by himself on the range three hours after he completes his round grinding drivers. This guy's working on something. Yeah, I mean, he's working on something. I don't know if it's the right <laughs> thing. It, he is. He's lost. I mean, they've lost the course. We we might we might have lost Jordan Speed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was my he was minus two. <laughs> Did you like that, Greg? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this he is was, this is the one round where we've decided <laughs> we've, we've lost, lost Jordan Speed. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, minus two on on uh, off the tee and approach shots. It was not good. It was very bad and. Uh, it's just a bummer. I mean, I I, we, I texted out a pic to you guys earlier in the week where we've got Cameron McCormick with like his phone and like his hands all over Jordan's backswing, and you're like, "Well, this isn't gonna go very well," no. and uh, and then it did. That doesn't look like a team that's very confident in what they're working in. Uh, well, we'll find out how he does on Friday. See if anything on the range works. We'll be back after every round, giving you recaps, analysis, and previews for the next day. Let me thank Greg Ducharme for joining us. You can find him on Twitter at the real gfd let me thank kyle porter you can find him on twitter at kyle porter cbs you can find me on twitter at rick run good this has been the first cut we'll catch you next time Sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. 
There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+.